Hey, good evening, everybody. This is Greg, and I'm here with BJ and with John, and we are doing our Rice Bowl preview for everybody who is going to be watching the game next week. And I know BJ and John will probably be at the game. I'll be at my in-laws watching it. So, guys, let's get right to it, man. Uh, who are we picking? <laughs> I let I hmm. let you guys talk about it because I'm on the other side of the fence for this. So, oh. Well, I mean, you know, I'm kind of sticking. I mean, we'll just say my pick, right? I, I'm sticking with Fujitsu, but I think it's going to be a one-possession game. Um, you know, this game, this game is always going to be tight, so I'm, I'm going with uh, Fujitsu this year. I think they're going to get a three-peat. So, but I, I think it'll be a tight game. I mean, especially the way both teams have kind of played this year. So, and what uh. I guess the guy on the other side can give us his reasonings. Yeah. Or Greg, you can you, Greg, you can give your reasonings for. I'm gonna follow. Two. Just follow up with you, man. I, I you know, Treshawn, you know, it, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's gonna be a one possession game. I think it's gonna be a good game, unlike mm-hmm. our you know coaching bowl two weeks. ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this definitely, this game's not going to be over for at least a few quarters. So, um, yeah, no, I agree with you. It's, you know, it was funny because before we were starting, I'm like, I was kind of looking for some stats on the X league website, like team stats, like defense. And I don't hear, there's no number. I mean, there's individual numbers, obviously, but yeah. there's no like team numbers. Where does everybody mm-hmm. stack? with you know where's the defense where do the offenses stand? oh yeah yeah uh, well, normally yeah. if we were having a discussion say you know about nfl teams i would go to that immediately and start you know pontificating ranking, yeah, defensive rankings offensive yeah but rankings, i got i got yeah. nothing so but no i'm just gonna i'm going with fujitsu because um you know i've seen what we've all seen what they're always capable of and i think at least when i'm looking at it just Treshawn Nixon had a great game last year in the Rice Bowl. I predict another great game this year. <laughs> John? Yeah. So, I'm picking Shockingly. up. So just, just, um, I should probably give the scores. We, we put them up online. So, great. Yeah, went, yeah. A24 win for Fujitsu and BJ went 27-21. So, Greg, you have the Fujitsu win by four. Greg, yep. uh, Greg, sorry, has them winning by four, and BJ has them winning by six. Aaron also gave us his opinion. He's he's busy working out and you know rebuilding his body for next season. So, but he thinks that Jitsu <laughs> are going to win by seven points, twenty-one fourteen. I have a twenty-three twenty-one to Panasonic, and I have reasons. I have reasons mm. for this, even though Panasonic have not won a championship since twenty fifteen. They have been in the Rice Bowl three of the past four seasons. Mm-hmm. They've gone toe-to-toe with Fujitsu in every one of those games. Last year, they lost by seven. The year before, they lost by six. They beat Fujitsu in the regular season that year by six. And then, of course, 2019, it was a two-point win for Fujitsu. But I think that this year's impulse, even though they don't have an American quarterback, and they are slightly less 
dynamic on offense, probably in terms of points scored than Panasonic and slightly worse on defense. So just to give the stats there, over the season, Fujitsu scored 278 points to date. Panasonic has scored 251. So there's a 27-point difference there. Not huge, but then on the defensive side, Fujitsu have conceded 54 and Panasonic have conceded 76. So a little bit better on both sides of the ball, Fujitsu, in terms of points. But I just liked what Panasonic did this year at times. And there's two people that they didn't have uh, in the game the last time. And those are on differing sides of the ball. So... Dax Raymond, I think, is going to be a key factor in this game. BJ is always pounding the table for Panasonic to feed him the ball more, as am I. Uh, not yeah. just a former Chicago some, Bear. <laughs> I, it's, I a matchup, it's a matchup nightmare. <laughs> He's a matchup nightmare. And I'm, you know, Panasonic have a history of shooting themselves in the foot in crunch moments in, in the rice ball in recent seasons, but that's not a trend that can be counted on to continue. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they have made improvements this year, and I, they're they're equally matched the two sides. I just think I have a feeling Panasonic will be a little bit more motivated this year to do well, and I just I like what Dax Raymond brings them. I don't know if Sheffield Sheffield didn't play much, I think, in the semi final. I can't remember, but um, I wasn't I didn't really I wasn't watching that game because I was preparing for the Fujitsu one. But on the defensive side of the ball, they got Jabbery. Well, they didn't have last year, right? Jabari Williams. And that's well, he, he got hurt. He, he got, got hurt, hurt what, uh, third, fourth quarter. He got broken, hurt sometime in the second half. Yeah. Broken foot, wasn't yeah. it? So he missed yeah, out. His, uh, yeah, he broke his fifth metatarsal. Yeah, he was out for a long time. So he even though if you look at the stats and stuff, I mean, you can't really trust a lot of the stats that you know they, they have differing ways of measuring them. So, but right. mm-hmm. is their talisman on defense? And having him back and playing in the game, I think is going to... Fujitsu obviously can score. We saw what they did against Obik at in crunch time against uh, you know their main rival in the semi-final. They drove down the field and got that winning touchdown. Treshawn just, you know, went all Super Saiyan and <laughs> dragged, <laughs> dragged guys across the line. Uh, that was fantastic. But and then they stiffened up, of course, and held off Obik. But Obik this year are not Panasonic. You know, mm-hmm. Panasonic are a better team than Obik, as they proved when the two sides matched up. And even though the score in that game wasn't that huge on either side, Panasonic were the better team all day. And I think they just have Dax Raymond and Jabari Williams, I think, are going to be the key difference makers in this game. And I just think. Fujitsu obviously have Treshawn. They have a lot of talent all over the field as well. But for I think those two guys that they have brought in this year are going to be the thing that just puts Panasonic over the top. So I, I like them in this game. And I picked it, like I said, I, I have the score as... Um, what did I say? Let me just bring up the the thing you here. You have... Uh, oh, sorry. I just had it. Sorry. Yeah, I just uh, I lost. I picked uh, 20... Let me just see. I for, I just said it a minute ago. Twenty three, twenty one. I that's a kind of optimistic view. I think it could be less than that. To be honest with you, I think 
you know, this game could be a much tighter one. We could be, you know, a 14, 11, something like that. But uh, you guys have all gone for higher scores, not by much, of course. I mean, everyone thinks both teams are going to score in the 20s, except Aaron, who thinks Panasonic are going to score 14. But um, I just like it. I think it's their time. You know, they've lost three of the last four to Fujitsu, but uh, for two teams that are so evenly matched, <laughs> you know, well, let me a- they have to win one. And I think this is the year they're going to do it. Well, let me ask you just as a general question, because I'm looking at the numbers just uh, and I'm looking at defensive numbers and mm. I'm looking at the Fujitsu secondary mm. and you've got three of their players that have three picks a piece. Mm-hmm. How much, and I don't, and I'm looking here and I'm taking, I'm looking for Panasonic and I see only one player with two picks. And obviously the way the, the, on the website with the stats are, I don't see anything really beyond that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Is uh, how good is the Fujitsu defense? When are they going to be able to handle the Panasonic back, passing attack? I mean, is it or are these numbers? Whoa. I mean, are these numbers kind of skewed because of the competition? Uh, I mean, I don't think you say it would be, would be skewed. I mean, I think what happens a lot of times, right? I think why Fujitsu has those interceptions is they get all ahead of teams. And then those teams can't run, you know, where I think Panasonic offensively, yeah, they can be explosive. They can hit you with that one play touchdown too. But I think they like to be a little bit more methodical as an offense. And then for Panasonic on defense, I think they get so much pressure up front that teams are either getting sacked or they're dumping the ball off so fast to the check downs and to things like that, that, there is no like there's very little opportunity to get interceptions, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? Right. But like, you know, like John, right, like said, it's hard to get like actual statistics, how we talked about, right, with the NFL and things like other leagues, right? Where you can pull up and see where a team ranks, right? Like right. yards per game, interceptions, overall interceptions, and you know, third down percentage and pressure percentage, sack percentage, things like that. Um, just kind of watching Panasonic through the season, I mean, they get after it. They're one of the more aggressive teams on defense. Um, They do send a lot of pressure. They have a lot of exotic looks. Um, Where Fujitsu is kind of traditionally, the way I looked at them is they were always a bend but don't break defense. And you can kind of see it, you know, when we talked about the semis, right, when they would kind of bend a little bit, you know, Obik would get a little bit going and, but there was a time, right, when it was time to bow up, you know, Fujitsu showed their true colors and get a stop or get a turnover or get, you know. And at the end of the game, right, Fujitsu or uh, Obik had a, a shot to to drive it down for the win. But, you know, uh, Fujitsu held on for a fourth down and turnover on down. So, you know, I think both of them defensively are just different styles. So I think that's yeah. where, right, where you get the interceptions – that they look different statistically, but I think you have to look at stylistically how they play. Right. Yeah. And I mean, Fujitsu's kind of been beat up on the D line throughout the year. Just seeing like they, so I think early on, I think against like Elecom and some of the other teams, they're kind of running a three man front and they actually had linebackers walking up at the DN position. So 
you know, but this last game against Ovik seemed like they had the full roster out there because they were back to their traditional four man down. So that's good to see. And I mean, for them, for Fujitsu going into the rice bowl, right. Against Panasonic, who has probably one of the heavier O-linemen, yeah. you know, heavier O-lines in the league, you know, they're going to need all hands on deck. Right. And for both of these teams too, in terms of just talking about having all hands on deck, how, mm-hmm. mo- how long has it been since the last games? How many weeks have gone by now? I mean, there's been a lot of time for rest. Yeah, three, right? There's It's a three-week gap. And he finds on the 10th, uh, the 12, uh, 10th of December. Okay, all right. So, so almost days. a month. I mean, yeah. if you think about it, right? Well, so three weeks. And neither – and, and with the X-League, are there injury? I mean, now that, now we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. And this is just me asking probably a stupid question I should have known, but maybe not, you know. Nah, no, no, no. Um, to to, to, to steal, from, steal from one of my favorite podcasts and my, my one of my favorite siblings, there's no dumb questions, only dumb people. <laughs> well, I'll ask away <clears throat> then. Um, is there an injury report that comes out before this game? No. No. Okay. There is no injury report in the X League. That's what I thought. I'm like, okay, you yeah. know. And, the things and you know that, how you know, you can, all of us take yeah, for granted in yeah. our it, and the leagues back overseas, yeah, don't apply. Yeah. Whether you have to, right? I mean, what? Who was it? The Cincinnati Bengals, right? They're they're going to get in trouble because they were kind of covering up Joe Burrow's injury, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, here there's no there's not such a strict rule to that, but the way it's I cool. always the way I always figured out when guys were hurt was their social media. Yeah, it's. I actually, mean, all of a sudden, the guys, the guys were in the gym. They filmed themselves in the gym working out, flexing, and then all of a sudden, like you wouldn't see anything. It's like, oh, he got hurt. Like <laughs> that's how I used to figure it out. Greg, it's not only not only is there no injury report; it's completely opposite. I uploaded a photo of an injured player that was wearing a ca- uh, during the game. Is a game photo? From the semifinals, the player was wearing a uh, strapping, like bandaging on his finger, a broken finger. Yeah. And I got so it's in the game happening live, you know, on screen, and everyone can watch it and everyone can see him and all the photos. But I got coaches going, Why are you uploading that photo? Why are you letting people know? I was like, This it's not like I'm uploading secret information, you know, right. they don't want pictures of you know, strapping or bandaging in live <laughs> uploaded, so you know, yeah. um. So it's, it's always it, funny. Yeah, it is. But it's an interesting thing that BJ said where Fujitsu have been banged up. And so I'd say they're banged up all over the field in, in on offense. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. they've had serious injuries everywhere. So, um, yeah. And I mean, yeah, I mean, going back to, yeah, my bad, John. Sorry. But like to go back to, you know, your the talks are just about the game. I mean, you brought up, right, Dax, Jabori. I think there's going to be just a lot of like those one-on-one matchups and those, you know, I mean, that's what football is, right? It's all these individual matchups and who can win them. But I mean, this year, I think it's just going to be exciting because there's going to be matchups in so many different places that it's almost going to be kind of hard to like pick where to like watch. Mm. So, I mean, you're going to have, right. You talked about Dax who I'm thinking they're going to match my brother up to him, you know, Bronson kind of held the task when uh, Obik was using Holden. And Fujitsu sent Bronson out there to to kind of take care of him. And, you know, 
I think they shied away from holding once they saw that, but I don't think Pana's gonna, you know, gonna do that. So, you know, it's gonna be those matchups, right? How how much can Bronson limit Dax? You know, I think what Dax is really good at is run after catch just because of his size, right? So if you can limit those plays, right, then there might be something. You're going to have Adi against maybe Shea, right, which that'll be an exciting matchup. Jabari versus Treshawn, right? They're going to have Josh, the cornerback for Panasonic. Who's he going to go get, right? Is he going to go get Samaji? Is he going to get go get Ricky? You know, who's he going to go or is he just going to play a side? So, and then, I mean, personally, my favorite place to watch is going to be in the trenches. You know, Fujitsu's O-line versus Pana's D-line. That's going to be exciting. Then on the flip side, Fujitsu's O-line against, I mean, Fujitsu's D-line against Panasonic's O-line. So, I think this game is just going to come down to who blinks first. You know, I think That's, each um... team is going to be... Each team's going to be looking to make a big play and, you know, who's going to, it's a game of chicken. Who's going to blink first. It's really hard. It's, it's always really hard to differentiate these two teams and, and find points oh, yeah. advantage. Oh, yeah. The uh, Panasonic, uh, sorry, the Fujitsu O-Line, all five members were named to the X-League All-Star team. <laughs> just kind yeah. of the entire O-Line is, is Fujitsu's O-Line. Um, but Panasonic are... Maybe not equally as good up front on offense, but you know they they match up well in the trenches as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I'd rather watch these two teams play every single week than pretty much any of the other games that we get served up. <laughs> normally, you know, it's it's always by far the most entertaining. You know, um, play play ten play play like a baseball series. You know, just started off seven games started between September and December, and then decide the champion that best way. out of best out of seven. <laughs> best out of seven. Uh, no, make it best out of eleven. You know, well, make shoot, it... we're getting there at this point. I mean, you know, what is this three in a row? Right? You might go. You might go four in a row next year. Who knows? And that yeah. might be the best out of seven. Who knows? It, it's it is going like that, and it, it's hard, obviously, because the the two corporate teams who have the resources and the ability to bring players in and give them jobs, and there's all kinds of advantages built in, and um it's a kind of downward spiral for the league that these two are just keep pulling away, you know, Oh, because the only mm-hmm. one who seemed to be able to match up to them at all. And uh, the thing for me, I think, you know, and in addition to the injuries that you talked about, BJ, I like, I thought Panasonic got better as the year went on, you know, mm-hmm. even though they, I mean, they beat rise by 20 points to start off. And then like they, Struggled a little bit against creators, but then again, you know, so did Fujitsu. Fujitsu struggled against creators in the playoffs, which I think is, you know, yeah. obviously injuries played a huge part, but I mean, that was a significant hey, play, playoff football. It don't matter. No, playoff and, football right. is playoff football. I mean, we can give Fujitsu that that pass, but playoff football, you got to play with who you got. Yeah, and then on the other side, you know, Panasonic just blew past Silver Star, and you know, the IBM game, it the score doesn't look. All at like 47 23. I mean, it's a big win, doesn't look like it felt just seeing that, especially early on. Yeah, you it know? got away early. Yeah, yeah. So, so I just think that they've gotten better as the season's gone on, and they've mm-hmm. the two quarterback system that they use. Uh, mm. you know, we don't talk about it that much, but they have two quarterbacks. Oh, no, yeah, it's I think they've yeah. kind of got used to it and settled into it so. 
they're built you know it's it's hard to know it's really hard to know i i think you could make a case for either team in all kinds of different ways oh, and i could yeah. i could have picked fujitsu just as easily but of course i can't let you walk away with the picks title for the year either so i i had to go yeah. against bj that's another consideration um well i mean yeah like like honestly it was it like when i put it like the one possession it really for me i mean last year right it came down to turnovers yeah i mean panasonic panasonic busted out 14-0 early on well mm. And they could have easily just walked away with it, but I think they like I you know I remember we talked about it last year. They kind of got greedy. Mm-hmm. Now this year though, are they gonna if if something some similar were to happen now? I think that's kind of why they played the style they played this year, where they're a little bit slow it down. Mm. Let's kill right. Let's kill some time. And like I said, right, they got that big O line. They got Tatsukawa, who's their big back. Vic Mitchell, who. You know, I know he kind of had an injury and didn't play most of the, the beginning of the year, but he came back and s- still looks explosive. Mm. So if he can, you know, they can mix thunder and lightning. I mean, like I said earlier, it'll come down to who blinks first because I think that's what happened last year was Panasonic blink when turnovers started coming. And then Fujitsu was like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, there was, so, that, there was that moment in the game. You just, you saw it turn. You saw that time. Yeah, turn, you flip it. Yeah, And it just... Yeah. It, yeah, and then you're like, okay, we here we go. We, here we go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, Panasonic just has to stay in the fight. I mean, they're not, they're not. I'm, you know, I might be picking against against them, but I mean, this game is seriously like a coin toss. Like the last right. two years have been. So, I'm I mean, just trying to. See I just want. I just want a good game. I honestly, just as a fan, I mean, yeah, I got little brother playing for Fujitsu, and I would love to see him win one. Mm. I just want to see good football. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, if you know the game, obviously, it's going to be for those who are sitting here. We're talking about this game and everything, and you know, a lot of people, a lot of people who are fans of the the podcast are over in the states. So, for those listening, um, you're not going to be able to watch the game live. However, there will be a replay available through RTV, and you can find that link on our website at gridironjapan.net. Um, and I think it's going to cost money to watch. I d- didn't take a look real closely, but I think there might be um, like a one-game charge or something to watch the game. So. Yeah, it's it's always paid. So you, but you, it's on the same American Football Live by RTV site as all of the games, right? Are, you know, right. all the big college games and the yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's I'm I'm glad you clarified. I should have said that it's the the same service that. Um, and I think the X League they've got a link to it too on their website. So. Yeah, the, the former head coach I see is going to be commentating as well. Ohashi Makoto. BJ's former head coach. Uh, he's going to be doing the commentary on that uh, as the guest. But yeah, so I, I it's actually BJ it was interesting what you said about Vic as well. I wonder if he's going to be playing in it because that would be a huge thing for Panasonic if they do have that thunder and lightning. You mm-hmm. know, Tatsukawa has been excellent, I think. Um, maybe not statistically as prolific as somebody like Trayshawn, but he, he's been impressive and useful all throughout the season. But if you have him and Vic in the backfield, we're talking about okay. uh, Victor Jamal Mitchell, who is Panasonic's 
I, I wouldn't say version of Treshawn because they're very different kinds of backs with very different kinds of skill sets. But um, he could be the home run hitter if you need him. There you go. Yeah, he has the he can have the impact. So he didn't play, I think, in the semifinals. There's no, there's no carries on the stats sheet for him anyway. So um, it'll be interesting to see. So it, there's a few names that we're not sure about. And unfortunately, we we'll ne- we won't know until actually the game starts, whether they're playing or not. But uh, it's almost guaranteed to be the game of the year. <laughs> you know, uh, the, probably the Obik Fujitsu semifinal has been the game of the year so far. But Panasonic mm-hmm. are better than Obik. So this this should be the tightest game of the year between the two best teams in the world outside of the United States at any level. Um, as well, obviously, the CFL has a strong league, but outside of the CFL and the United States, these are the two best teams in the globe, on the globe, and well, on the globe, yeah. <laughs> around. Yeah. The globe. I hope they're in on it. the globe. Yeah. <laughs> now. Um, but it should be, it should be a bomb burner. Absolutely, yeah. I, you know, it, it, I love this game. I love this matchup. Um, and if you get a chance to watch it, definitely do. Yeah, and in an ideal world, this game would be on NFL Network, and the mm-hmm. world could watch. But it's probably not going to happen. However, Fujitsu has been. On however, Mark, huh? Fujitsu has been on the NFL Network. However, before. it's that's that was a, a great segment. transition there, Greg. Uh, I yeah, like it. Tra- yeah. So we've got uh, for you know what, John? I'm going to let hand off to you no, and let you throw no, the you, ball on well, this one. I, I stole your transition there. I'm sorry, I jumped <laughs> in. I didn't realize you were setting it up. So. Firehead, firehead. So, uh, well, I'm going to hand off to you in a second. I'm going to at least take the snap here. Um, yeah, we were blessed this week. And actually, a couple things. Both of you guys were on on TV. Uh, John, obviously, for Sumo, uh, did this, the year-end Sumo review. And BJ and the X-League and one of the X-League's premier players was was spotlighted on NFL Network this week, on NFL 360. And you guys know, NFL Films is near and dear to my heart. So, um, John, BJ, you tell everybody who has not seen this episode what it's all about, how the episode came about, and um, what do you guys think the impact will ha- the impact of it will be on the, the game here moving forward? I let BJ answer it because he was part of it, but I just want to say before he starts telling his side of the story, to actually see his Superman tackle on the NFL Network brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, watch that documentary. There's a there's a clip of BJ flying through the air, literally like Superman, going over the offensive tackle and taking down the quarterback. There's photographs of it as well. I think he has his profile picture on Instagram, but it's just to see that moment and see X-League players like BJ and Ade and Kobayashi and Clark and, and you know, uh, all the guys Fujita-san on NFL Network. I got emotional. I was, you know, I, I felt proud even though I had nothing to do with the show whatsoever. It just, it was a proud moment for anyone who's connected with football here. So, but uh, BJ can fill us all in on the, the entire story and the details. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, oh, I mean, you talked about that game, man. I, I got goosebumps watching it. I mean, but yeah, I mean, we had a, we had an NFL, you know, Films 360, NFL 360 come out and they did a, they did a little biopic on our, you know, one of the premier players, Adiyami, uh, who's, 
like the most decorated going to be go, go down as probably the most decorated if not you know ex league players of his, of all time um but it was about his story and how he came to Japan and um kind of the decisions and the things that happened to him in his first year and just how he's impacted the game um you know I don't want to kind of spoil too much but you know if you have a chance I mean it's up on YouTube and you should take a watch uh cuz yeah I, I mean it it's it is really inspiring and I mean you know me and John know Adi personally so a lot of the things that have happened or the things that are talked about in in this episode don't surprise us at all um because of the relationships we've built with him um but it's crazy how it all came about i mean it literally came from just a random like facebook message um from i think it originally started with a guy named Ryan Smith i believe who messaged me and i eventually got in touch with um the main woman who produced it who's Lisa Higuchi who's actually from Hawaii and she create and they did one funny enough they did one on my high school last year but you know we got to talking and we were on zoom in some meetings and probably going back and forth for like a month but trying to find a story that could tell the story of uh, football in Japan and i kind of led her to you know my youtube show i did last year playing for sushi she watched Adi's story loved it took it to her producers they loved it and they greenlit the project they came out during the fall season and you know we filmed you know they filmed part of the Tainai Deers and Fujitsu game um a bunch of us sat in did interviews and kind of told the story and it all you know it all came together and yeah i mean it was it, it was awesome to watch because you know i was only a baby part of the whole thing so to see the entire thing put together was just awesome and i mean it was hilarious like me gino and adi we were just message each other back in day back back and forth that whole day like this is hilarious watching like just the memories and just like i mean me gino and adi like gino and adi played together i played against them you know but you like bad guy you're you're the bad guy i was and it was it was hilarious because it was you know the way in a sense they depicted me in the thing was like yeah i was and i mean to fujitsu i was the bad guy back in that day in those days but you know it just brought back all those memories of like man that was that was a good time competing against those guys and you know it's one of those things where you know like john said it, it it was emotional like i got goosebumps like i you know cuz i knew all the things that adi's been through and shoot just to watch it all and just this you know and i know the man he is and just to watch it all just felt so good to to see that story shared with the world and that it you know and that's a person i can call my brother like my friend i mean you know it's I, it was just amazing it was mind blowing to just watch it was awesome so that's al rilwan adiemi who is a yeah. nigerian born american nigerian born mm-hmm. and 
as BJ said, he is one of the most decorated stars. There's only a handful of players who are still with Fujitsu from a decade ago when they started that amazing run. They said mm-hmm. seven of ten titles in the thing, but it's actually seven of nine. They're they're even more impressive. There's only you guys won in 2020 and Panasonic won in 2015, but everything mm-hmm. else since 2014 has been Fujitsu's win. And Ade, who, as he's known to to people, he was on the NFL Network, Good Morning Football, you know, one of the the great shows on that network, uh, talking about his his story. So. For everyone, I think, involved in football in Japan, it was a massive boost and a massive mm. shot in the arm to the profile of the game here around the world. Uh, you know, we don't get a lot of exposure. I think our podcast and, you know, bits of things on Gridiron Japan, social media or Inside Sport Japan, a couple of articles now and again, in Japan Times, like that's basically it. And the stuff you obviously, BJ, like you said, the playing for sushi stuff for the, for the X-League itself. But the X League or football in Japan doesn't get a lot of attention, even domestically, never mind internationally. So to have it on <laughs> the NFL network, you know, an NFL sharing it, NFL with its 13 million followers on Instagram sharing stuff. It's just uh, just a, a happy day, I think, for everyone involved. And, you know, no better man, no more deserving player. No. And what was really telling was, I've talked to Ade after, beforehand. Obviously, I met him a couple of weeks ago for lunch and we had a big long lunch. And then I <clears throat> I interviewed him. I'm going to write a piece about it, but I interviewed him after it aired and we talked about it. But what really strikes you is if you read the comments, I mean, YouTube comments basically normally are, you know, the worst cesspool that you can imagine. But you you had to, you couldn't find negative comments underneath anything on him. So he was, every single comment was some variation on, incredible player better human being and i think mm-hmm. that's that's essentially what everyone's experience has been with adi you know he's i don't want to start you know eulogizing him too much but you know he, he's a guy who has taken his own time to go and help refugees in europe and he's done so much work you know he he worked with kids with autism and stuff when he was young like he, he's he's just an incredible person um and you, the film talks about sacrifices he made and the impact he's had in Japan, but that's only a twenty-minute film, so it doesn't even tell a fraction of the story of the man. You know, he he's deserving of every I, piece of praise that comes his way. Um, for and it was, sure, and it was yeah. wonderful to see his parents too. Yeah, mm. it was. The it par- was, and just the pride they have. Yeah, and the I mean, obviously, it's NFL films. Everything's going to be done, but. Just you could feel that with his parents, their the pride they have in them. Um, it was it was, you know, NFL Films puts out a lot of stuff, and this is one of the more inspiring things I've ever seen come out of NFL Films. And mm. to know it was, you know, somebody here in Japan, um, you know, somebody who I don't know, Adi, but you guys are are friends with them. So I watched it and my wife watched it and it was, she was, we were just, we were amazed by the, the entire story that, um, so hopefully, hopefully his story, uh, well, again, YouTube's one of those magical places where documentaries live forever, things live forever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, his story is going to be out there for everybody to see. And it's, you know, hopefully more and more people see it. Oh Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so there's something there. There is one thing though, because I I had a feeling it wouldn't make it, but I was very 
I I got a message from one of the producers, um, the lady Lisa I was talking about earlier. She messaged me. She's like, wait till you hear what Gino and Adi said about you. But it obviously didn't make the final cut. So I, I'm kind of curious still. I got to go message them like, yo, what did you two say about me? Because <laughs> Adi was there. Adi, like you, obviously you don't, you don't see it. But in my interview, Adi's like 10 feet to my right. So everything oh, yeah. he, I said, he heard. And like one of the things I said at the end was just, um, you know, Adi is everything that's right with the game of football. You know, mm -hmm. he's, you know, he's the teammate you would want. He's the guy, he's the player you'd want as a coach. He's the, you know, actually when I said I, I never played with him, but he's the guy I'd love to compete against. So, you know, but I wonder, um, I'd have to check back with Audi. I'm like, hey, what'd you guys, what'd you say about me, man? Come on. They said uh, BJ is everything that's wrong with the game of football. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> He's the dark side of the game. You're the dark side. I was. Of the You're the Vader to their Skywalkers. I was. Oh, I definitely, that would have, I told my wife if I ever had a walkout theme music, it would yeah. be the Imperial March. Or I told her just because it's Japan, I think it would have been awesome to come out, just come out to the Godzilla theme song. It was uh, <laughs> like, could you imagine like me back in the day, John? Like, I come out I like know. in the Tokyo Dome to the dun 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 dun, just come. And that out, would be like, a oh, flag. Crap. That would be a yep, flag. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, DJ! Oh, throw a flag. Fifteen yards. Yeah. yeah, we saw us. You were you were complaining about it on social media earlier today. There's more flags in Osaka where the the kids lined up like as bowling pins. In oh yeah, I love that I celebration. Mean, I love it is. I mean, but it's an all-star game, right? It's I an all-star game. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an all-star game. Let the kids have fun. Like, yeah. none of those kids, like, some of those kids might never suit up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's in an all-star game. It's not ill will. There's nothing, there's no there's nothing on the line. No. Yeah, I mean, like, let the kids have fun. Let the kids be kids, you know? It, it's, yeah. it's all in fun game. You know, it's all fun and games. Right. One of the great things about soccer when they do those testimonial games like the, the tributes to players, it used to be like if you played 10 years for a team, you would get a testimonial where the player would uh, get the proceeds for the game for the entire stadium, the people who paid in. Um, it was wow. back in the days when players didn't make the money that they made now, so it was kind right. of like you know, retirement present. But, mm. I mean, they still play those games and they're usually like all-star type things and, you know, veteran players and ex-players and some, but... Like they just the rules don't matter. You see guys like you know pretending to die for the ball or like you know picking it up and kicking it <laughs> into the goal. Like it's all part of the entertainment. So when you have it, like it's an all star game, you know, keep the flags in yeah. the ball. Let the kids let have the fun. kids have fun, man. I mean, it is it's, right. Like I said, it's the last time some of those kids might ever suit up, you know. And they're all there with kids that have been going through the same thing they've been all going through for four years. Like just let the kids have fun, man. So I mean, what, what's hilarious is I don't know if you saw the complete video. The best part of the entire video is when the kid who rolled the ball, like the bowling ball, like yeah. the flags come out and he just hits this like ah 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 pose, <laughs> and it was just awesome. <laughs> like he like literally like hits this like dance and pose as yeah. the referees throw it. Like the yeah. timing couldn't like I don't know if he was watching the refs. But like the timing of it is so perfect. It was just like I, I messaged the kid personally. I was like, that was awesome. That was a high school like, game, right? High school all-star game, wasn't it? Or was it a college? What was what was the I thought it was a high school or college? I thought I, I 
I don't know. I don't know, but it still, right? Let the kids have fun. This is an you know what I mean? game. Like, There's no all star game. Line. Other than pro. what are we like? What are we doing, right? Like, yeah, yeah. let the kids that's, play. You know, I mean, it's like a lot of things. Some of the the decisions and and the things the way they're done in Japan is a head scratcher sometimes, but. Anyway, our game got a lot of attention and a lot of. So if if you haven't seen that documentary, check it out on oh, yeah. work. It's called uh, it was... it's on YouTube as well. Ikigai. Um, Ikigai. It's it's available actually. Um, go to you know you go to our you know you go to gridironjapantv.net and mm. it takes you right to our YouTube and it's the first video you see. So we've linked to it and on our YouTube page or. You know, it's right there, or you can just, you know, Google it. But if you go to our our YouTube page, it's right there. The first video you see um, mm. comes right up. So it's it's kind of interesting. This week we've gotten a lot of attention. Uh, mm-hmm. Inside Sport Japan put up its most popular Instagram post ever in a day ago. Oh. Double the amount of likes. Old, the world's top. Good old 20. John stirring the pot. Stirring the pot. I love stirring the pot. Oh, I don't know if you stirred the pot. You threw you threw a you threw a mixer in there. You blended the heck out I, of it. I threw a grenade into the pot. Yeah, it's just what I was gonna say. It was more like a grenade. Um I yeah, so after a few months of studying and reading and watching film and, and back and forth, I put out a ranking of the world's top twenty college football teams. Uh, we have Japanese teams obviously in there as well. It's basically Japan, Canada, Mexico, with the top two being, you know, Morgueros Salves from Monterrey and Authenticos Tigres from UANL, the who played off in the championship game in Mexico, and then Carabins from Montreal and UBC Thunderbirds three and fours. But uh, I'm I'm king of Mexico. I've been given the freedom of Mexico City, I think, and Monterrey, and I'm in the witness correct protection program in quebec <laughs> basically that's why that's why he has his video down right now he doesn't want us to know his location <laughs> um, so i've alienated canada and i've met a friend in mexico this week so like the canadians in particular are very hot about their teams not being ranked number one so there's been there's been but it's it's been excellent because there's been a lot of debate and uh shared exchange of information and people in those two countries and in Japan and other countries who wouldn't have known about international collegiate football now do. And, you know, with a lot of these things, part of it is to try and get the conversations going and the links made and eventually hopefully matchups happening. So it would be great if instead of all-star teams, which are, have their own place, but I, I would always rather see real teams play each other. I know we have the the Japan All Stars and the Ivy League All Stars coming up, but like for years, I've always said I would rather see KG Fighters play off against Monterey. I would rather see Fujitsu Frontiers take on Claudilos from Mexico or Ryan Fire or Schwabish Hall Unicorns. You know the big European teams as well. So I, I just I'd rather see a real team than a team that's thrown together. Uh, but that's just me. Um, I, you know that's my particular thing. So maybe we'll see that in the future. Uh, that would be good, yeah. But it's it's it, uh, yeah, we've gotten a lot of attention. Japanese yeah. football has gotten a lot of attention this week, so it's it's been great. Well, and uh, hopefully we can keep the ball rolling into twenty into into twenty four. So, gents, on that 
on that note, let us wrap it up for the night and say good new year, you know, happy new year to everybody, because the next time we meet again, it will be 2024. Happy new year. Happy new year. And yep, happy. Oh, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you. That's the, <laughs> uh, what do you say in Japan, right? Yo, yo, itoshio. Yo, yo, itoshio. Yep. Yeah. You're the dragon too. It's my year. Yep. And, uh, you know, I know for this weekend we've got, okay, so before we sign off, just let everybody know to watch the Rice Bowl. It is on pay TV. If you're in Japan, it's on BS1 on satellite at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. 3 o'clock, right, guys? Game's at 3, right? Yep. Okay. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but for those overseas, the game replay is through our TV, through the, and you can find that through our website at gridironjapan.net, gridironjapan.jp, and gridironjapan.net to, and also, you can also link to their, to the, our TV site through the X league. So, Hey, on behalf of John, BJ and myself, um, thank you very much for listening and we will talk to you guys. Hopefully we'll be talking, uh, next week after, uh, after the game. So, and, uh, and doing what we would, what we call in the Navy an after action report and compare notes. So thank you very much for listening. And we will talk to you again very, very soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>